0: What's going on, everybody? This is Sean of Ross-like music. And this is The Super of the Show. I'm La Mali. This is Blue and Green Radio.
1: Party people, this is Mr. V of Confessions of a Curly Mind, broadcasting through Blue and Green Radio. You're
0: listening to Steve Williams at 5.org Welcome to the Blue and Green
1: Sessions. Right, the vibe with DJ Ronnie Brown.
0: Cosmic, Cosmic, Cosmic Radio. Radio. Twisted Soul. Futuristica
2: Radio. You're listening to the Blue and Green podcast, and
1: I hope you enjoy what we are going to say.
2: BlueandGreenRadio.com
1: Howdy, friends. Welcome. You're tuned into another episode of the Blue in Green podcast. Thank you very much for your time and company today. My name's Imran. We have an excellent show uh, lined up uh, for you guys today. Before we jump in, a quick reminder as always that Blue in Green, uh, the Blue in Green podcast, runs in conjunction with Blue in Green Radio, the online internet radio station that broadcasts from London and uh, is incredibly fortunate to host and present shows from across the world. Including uh, Negar Japan And San Jose California And Denver Colorado And Melbourne Australia And Paris France And London in the UK And Bournemouth And Solihull uh, So we're very Very proud of our Content And uh, would love For you to check us out At blueingreenradio.com Where you'll find Our stream Our never ending 24 hours a day uh, Radio stream As well uh, As the Complete back catalogue Of our Blue and green podcasts. So we love to uh, kind of divide our time on these podcasts with blue and green radio presenters. And an incredible array of artists and musicians uh, From across the world as well Today's episode sees us discuss uh, music And uh, the wonderful brand With the um, newest member of the Blue and Green radio team Martin from In Search of Media And it's such a thrill to be able to announce him As uh, a part of the team Uh, In Search of Media has been running since 2017 You can check it out at InSearchOfMedia.com It's an incredible website Dedicated to the discovery of uh, new music. And of course, it would be only right to shout out uh, Colin Smith and Twisted Soul uh, and Blue and Green Radio presenter as well uh, for kind of acting as something of the hookup uh, for introducing Martin to our airwave. So, massive thanks to uh, to Colin and uh, it is absolutely not lost on us at all to uh, how fortunate we are as a radio station to be able to partner with with uh, with people and uh, who have created brands of stach, stach, of such stature uh, like in search of media and twisted soul and UK vibe the fact that we're able to uh, partner with uh, people um, kind of who uh, are very incredibly like-minded to us and uh, challenging New music and just driven by an unwavering passion. Uh, As I say, it isn't lost on us how fortunate we are. So, uh, as always, massive thanks to uh, to everyone involved. Um, Martin's In Search of Media Radio Show uh, airs on the first Tuesday of every month. ...on Blue and Green Radio. So um, it is with uh, great joy that we we jump into a conversation with him. Uh, Before we do, however, regular listeners of the podcast know we feature two songs... On uh, each episode Our guest, in this case Martin Will pick the closing number But I have the fortune of picking the opening one And I'm going to pick something That is discussed in the episode today uh, It is the wonderful project Of Mad Villainy uh, The uh, um, the classic uh, Project which, which paired the uh, production wizardry Of Mad Lib To the uh, wonderful um, uh, Colossal hip hop uh, uh, lyricism Of MF Doom The Dearly Departed So uh, I'm going to pick um, uh, Something off off, Sort of off the album I'm going to go with Accordion But uh, To put a little bit Of an extra spin on it We'll play the Forte remix Of it Because I, I love it It's an awesome Mix of the tune So uh, once again Thanks for tuning in uh, visit, Please feel free Once again To visit us At blueandgreenradio.com Please feel free to visit In search of media.com And uh, very much hope Yeah you guys enjoy the show today.
2: Living off borrowed time, the clock tick faster That'll be the hour they knock the slick blaster Dick dastardly and muttly with sick laughter A gunfight and they come to cut the mix master I.C.E. Cole, nice to be old two G Steed twice to threefold He sold scrolls, low and behold Know who's the illest ever, like the greatest ever. story told Keep your glory gold and glitter For half, half of his niggas will take him out the picture The other half is rich and it don't mean shit to Villain, a mixture between both with a twist lick of liquor. Ch- it with more beer Taste it like truth for deer When he at the mic It's like the place get like Oh yeah. yeah It's like they know What's about to happen Just keep your eye out Like eye eye cappin Is he still a fly guy clapping if nobody ain't hear it And can they testify From in the spirit no. When he at the mic, you don't go next. Leaving pussy cats like why hoes need COTEX. Exercise index won't need Bowflex and won't take the one with no skinny legs like Joe Tex.
0: today's been busy just with work and stuff um right but otherwise I mean as good as I can be I guess like you know <laughs> given the circumstances and and
1: those yeah those circumstances I guess are a good place to start how has your year been since we're coming up to almost a full year like well excuse me a full year since the first uh kind of lockdown so I mean how's, yeah. how's your year been how have you have you dealt with this has it been a, a drastic change of pace for you
0: it's been interesting uh i can tell you that <laughs> um i mean where do i start with it it's had its ups and it's had its downs and it's had its stresses and it's had its reliefs um but overall yeah i'm fine Who would have thought
1: a year later we'd still be in the thick of it you know yeah it's been insane was there anything that you you missed out on uh last last year any gigs you had planned any holidays you had planned funnily enough i
0: don't think i had any actually i I might have bought tickets to a festival uh it was it was one in uh, what was it called i I forget the name but it's one in brixton i think i was gonna go to but apart from that didn't really have anything booked but i do re i really miss shows man i really miss (laughs) shows I miss traveling. I like after lockdown is it is lifted everywhere. Really, I'm probably going to take try to take a year out to just go traveling if I can. Wow. Um, if that is at all possible, but there's just so much that I want to discover because you know living inside a home with you know limited contact the outside world you know could get quite claustrophobic so Mm. but at the same time the shows provide a claustrophobia that I love so I don't mind being in a tight space with a lot of people you know dancing um, yeah
1: that's it's great I mean it's it's kind of an interesting thing to discuss in regards to sort of in search of media because the impact that it's had on almost everything you cover really from uh clearly music film uh books literature i mean it's you know you're you're immersed in a, a kind of um a, a, a culture that has to adapt accordingly to yes. one of the you know, worst things that could have happened to it i mean how have you seen stuff unfold in those respective kind of fields as well over the last year how have you seen that how have seen those fields have to react in the way they have
0: i mean yeah in, in search of media is driven out of the love for music and I'm, I'm i always say i'm a fan first before i do anything else and i feel like because i've got like i've I, put my DNA, there's, how, how, how do I describe it? I Like, you, you know, my DNA of being a fan first and writing for the love of music has always been kind of established on the website since I started it. So none of that has really changed. I'd say just things in terms of like approaching my writing, how to schedule and structure things. Because when you're working from home and you're spending the majority of your time at home, you kind of should at least have more flexibility. And I think I kind of used that for the website to allow myself the flexibility to write longer pieces, shorter pieces, uh, do interviews, etc. Mm. So
1: you're like, what, five years in now? Is that right for In Search of Media?
0: Um well, I mean, now they're in 2021 for, so I launched it in 2017, right. but I've, I've, I've had blogs in the past. Like I started writing about music back in 2011. Um, oh, wow. and yeah, I was, to be honest, I still consider myself like people like to call me like a music journalist and, and this and that, but I'm just a writer, a fan with a blog. And that's literally how it started back in 2011. I launched a web, a website on blogspot called any music that was literally me writing about any kind of music. And I kind of, you know, that's where I practiced, um, writing longer articles and interviews, you know, at the time I, I, you know, pitchfork was quite big, um, Anthony Fantano, but influenced by people like that, who have basically shaped a lot of like the internet culture that came, you know, came from, you know, from the last, well, I mean, in the internet age, really. Yeah. So my journey into writing music. So that was kind of the first step I made. And then I approached a few um, outsider uh, blogs and publications. So there was an, uh, a publication from the U.S., called Artistic Manifesto. I approached them and I wrote some stuff for them. Uh, Also, Music is My Sanctuary. I I don't know if you've heard of them, but they're... Of course, yeah. Yeah, so they're like one of the best uh, websites for music discovery. Um, Approached them and started writing for them and kind of a few ad hoc, you know, pieces. Uh, But I was slightly frustrated with... I guess it was the direction that the website was heading in, my previous website, that made me stop and rethink things and made me take it seriously. So that's where the idea of Insert Media came about, which was a more serious, like proper website that people could actually take seriously and there is some credibility to it and you know maintain it for the love of music and and just for my love for sharing music with other people so i think the ethos behind the website is always you know going to be there because i don't think until the day i die there's not going to be a day where i don't like music or i don't feel the urge to write about music you
2: know,
0: so, yeah. Yeah. so yeah, so I've, you know, in search of media will exist for a very long time in one capacity or another, basically, uh, you know, there are some days where I fall out of love with writing and I want to experiment with, with new, new methods. So the radio show I'm, I'm doing for you guys is an example of that, just me wanting to come back and do something that's different from writing um, trying to do like more interviews as well and possibly a podcast as well. Um, I'm still trying to figure things out with that and how I want to approach it but um, but yeah so again it all exists in one way or another yeah whether in writing or in other methods and and the fun thing is that I don't really have any set tasks or goals I kind of, you know do as I feel so if I feel like trying something new I would just do it and I kind of like that freedom because like I don't make any money from it it's completely like a, a, a side project a hobby if you like and again that just gives me the freedom to have fun
1: yeah it's a uh, it's what well, you've you went well on your way with to have a having well you already have a fantastic brand it really is I mean your site is a it's a real joy to kind of spend time on. I mean, like one of the first things I think of is your uh, last year, you put up a hundred songs from uh, 2020 that were, you know, that where you were completely, you know, uh, head over heels for It's a great, you know, it's a kind of a great level of uh, a great platform for kind of real music, geekdom, fandom, you know, and I, I get a lot from it and I think it's a, a super cool brand. And obviously having that extension to a radio show that we get to host is, for us uh, an, again an absolute joy so we're obviously incredibly grateful that you kind of let us be a part of it so but you have this um, you mentioned the word ethos earlier as well and that's a really interesting <clears throat> thing because at the top of your page on the in search of media website you have um it's you have the the tagline as being dedicated to the art of searching and i, I love that as a very evocative kind of uh phrasing of itself yeah. and what, what was the do you have any kind of what does that what are those words bring out for you what you know did was that a deliberate choice of phrasing and do you remember coming up with it what is it that it's you're trying to convey specifically with those with those words
0: yeah i mean searching being kind of the the main one of them all because searching implies no destination um so with music discovery you know you can find a song that you've been looking for for years, but then there's always going to be something new that, you know, you know, attracts you to, um, you know, discovering. Yeah. I mean, I remember like, what, 10 years ago now, just, you know, just going on YouTube and just going from music to music, you know, you know, they had like recommended, um, right of course yeah videos and stuff so I used to go I mean that's how I basically discovered hip-hop like I used to go and um and just type on YouTube what was it like Grandmaster Flash um and the Furious Five. you know Gangsta um House of Pain <laughs> uh Digital Underground and then from there just just watching video after video listening to music after music I just discover and you know most dev came up at one point the roots came up that's how i discovered mf doom you know and the list goes on and i still find myself today just doing that it's, it's usually more spotify now which i feel very very guilty of um, <laughs> just because it's very easily right, you know right. um cons- consumable it's very easy to to kind of use But I should probably get back into... And and I've told myself that one of my um, New Year's resolutions this year is to buy more music from Bandcamp. Because it is very important for independent artists to be supported financially as well. Mm. So that's kind of something that I'm working towards. But um, to go back to your initial question of the, the, the meaning behind the ethos, it's just it's just that sense of discovery that sense of like not knowing what's out there necessarily musically and just discovering it with open ears and Hmm. that's what I love doing and I just decided to turn it into a website for the people to also discover and it seems to have worked so yeah it's funny the way you describe that kind
1: of flicking through things on YouTube and such it's uh that was kind of how I interpreted it because it's, it's sort of. It also. It's sort of indicative or of evolving trends in searching as well. So you have like the. You could be a guy flicking through vinyl twenty years ago in secondhand record stores and things like that, and now you're in a situation where a consumer, or you know, a potential fan is flicking through things on Bandcamp or looking up names on Discogs or looking up sites like Music Is My Sanctuary, etc. You know, and it's it's kind of interesting how the 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 art of searching has absolutely evolved but it's uh, in many ways just as rewarding when you kind of find that that gem that you spent hours on youtube looking for or uh, whatever Bandcamp etc yeah
0: and that's to me that's the most rewarding thing is people telling me oh i discovered this artist from your website oh you know thank you for the playlist that you do every week like that to me means more than any form of like numbers or or growth like in terms of like in quantitative terms like I don't care about any of that it's more so have have I somehow connected with you from my website you know for you to go and discover you know something that you truly love Um, and that yeah again that means more to me than anything really
1: yeah it's amazing to make that connection so yeah awesome awesome stuff um how far back would you say like your your kind of affection for music goes I mean, you said you started writing in 2011 i mean uh like how is that something you had wanted to do for a really long time prior to that i mean did you grow up in like a household with music constantly uh that you were immersed in or is it something you discovered a lot later
0: so i discovered music properly and fell in love with music in 2010. <laughs>
1: wow so, very specific okay <laughs> it
0: was it was the summer of 2010 so i don't come from a musical family like my, my parents didn't really like music th- that that much you know they didn't really have records around and stuff so it was all me and just driven out of my curiosity and also boredom as well um because yeah i mean in in, in 2010. Um, I was 15, so I'm 25 now. Um, but then I remember a summer where I didn't really have that much planning. I was a bit bored. It was raining outside, and I just decided to go on. So there's um a music festival called Montreux Jazz Festival, which is obviously one of the most respected festivals in the world. Um, and they, and and they're quite local to where I live. So I, I would go like every year and a month before, like the, the festival started, I decided to, to go on YouTube again and just, you know, Google some of the names and see what comes up. And that's when I attached myself to, initially it was more like hip hop stuff. And then from there I discovered... I discovered trip hop. So I remember distinctly my first experience listening to Tricky and Portishead Head and Massive Attack and that kind of scene. And yeah, I mean, from there I kind of explored different genres, um, and fell in love with a few bands that mean a lot to me. So on my wall, cause you can see me, um, I've got that's In Rainbows, a, awesome which, is, which, is my, which is personally and, and Mad Villain, to be fair, which are two of my favourite mm-hmm. albums of all time. Um, and just having that experience of discovering them for the first time, you know, just browsing through YouTube and, you know, it was mainly YouTube. That was probably one of the most important days of my life without me knowing that day I can't I can't remember specifics like what what, you know what day exactly it was it was just a day in the summer of 2010 and yeah that's when kind of the journey and the experience started and uh yeah I'm still doing it to this day so
1: amazing so in rainbows that was the, the the famously well I don't know what's the right word controversial divisive uh, album by Radiohead where they gave it away for, well it was sort of name your own price wasn't it yeah yeah I remember that one and that had been quite a quite a stir but like uh, it sort of generated quite a strong response from people in terms of yeah. music shouldn't be free or you know it's it did it, I think, who was it? I think Lily Allen, I seem to remember being very vocal about it, diminishing the art yeah. uh, to um, to sort of give music away for free. What were your thoughts yeah. about it, say, then and now?
0: don't know if I thought much ab- about it then um, when it happened, but, I mean, you know, music this is like, this is Radiohead's music. Like they should own the rights to their own music, you know? Mm -hmm. And even now you see on the news, you know, people getting or like suing because it's, it's a very like shaky conversation in terms of like sampling and stuff. Like I'm not, I'm not going to get into it because my, my views can be slightly hypocritical in that regard. But in terms of actually owning music, um, it's very important for the artist to have full ownership and to, and to be unshackled by the corporate world, which to be honest is quite a toxic one. And and I know that a lot of people are in agreement with that. Um, So it also gives the consumer power to, to, to pick what they think the art is worth. But ultimately, I think it was a tool for Radiohead to kind of say, you know, you know, fuck you labels, Um, (laughs) you know, this is ours and we're going to decide to release this however we want to and we don't care and I respect that. Hmm. So those, I guess, are my thoughts now.
1: Yeah, awesome. And obviously you've mentioned uh, Mad Villainy, uh, Rocking Wall Space there. Um, You must have been particularly, um, I mean, I remember your first show, you had uh, MF Doom uh, Records playing on the show as well uh, for us last month. So I imagine you were particularly uh, moved, crushed, devastated by the news of his uh, very, very sad and untimely passing.
0: Yeah, yeah. It kind of ruined my New Year's, to be honest with you. It wasn't the news I wanted to receive, like, Mm -hmm. two hours before midnight, you know, on January 1st. But, um, I mean, yeah, it's very sad, obviously, He was still quite young, um, but I know that he's had a lot of personal struggles, um, which I don't know if that contributed in any way. But um, I mean, I accept it now, like his music is timeless and, you know, listening to to that album or operation doomsday or mm, food or born like this etc you know i feel like he comes alive naturally through through the music and i think as long as all of us keep playing it he's always going to be here in spirit so yeah rest in peace doom
1: wonderful oh man yeah it was uh it was quite a blow wasn't it when uh when they unveiled the news yeah like... You know, um. I was yes i was gonna say you've you, we mentioned radio obviously you've 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 been doing radio for quite some time obviously previous stations uh like what's what's your kind of your relationship with radio Are you um you you went into it completely cold is it something that you had wanted to do for a really long time that sort of extension of the of
0: the, the iso brand i think it happened when it happened i i'm not I don't know. I, I'm I'm not that that much in in love with radio the way that a lot of other people are, um, and I think that partly comes from the fact that I'm maybe a little bit a little bit of an introvert and like not I don't know like wanting myself to put put myself out there. But I remember you know doing it for the first few times, and I just enjoyed being able to like. Curate the playlist I was gonna play. Um, try and mix if I can, even though I'm still awful at it. Um, everything. I mean, I, everything <laughs> <too>. <laughs> I mean, everything is obviously a learning experience, and I don't really have that good of a setup. It's very, very DIY, low budget, um, which I definitely need to upgrade soon. But. Yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, there are moments when I don't feel like I want to do it as much as other times, but I, f- I feel like that was the case because I used to do it every, was it either every week or every two weeks, which I think was a bit much for me at the time. And I kind of like just having it once a month and being able to just play two hours of like the stuff that I've been listening to and enjoying um so yeah, it's be it's been it's been fun so far. Um and I do wanna also learn how to mix better as well, which is something that will come this year for sure. That's
1: funny because I, I, I that's kind of the joy of radio for me, and that I consider myself quite introverted as well. But ultimately radio is me in a room alone, if you know it, you know, regardless of who's listening, but it's me in a room alone talking about the things that I'm you know, massively passionate about. And that's kind of the joy. The idea of putting a camera on me freaks me out and it makes me run yeah, fast. I, but, yeah, yeah. It's I, a joy I, of you're you're in your own space. There's no one there. You're doing, you know, the thing you sort of enjoy the most in in essence. And that's yeah, I still think it's an introvert's uh paradise in its own way.
0: <laughs> yeah. To be honest, I think it is the camera that kind of, you know, because you know all like the the independent radio shows usually have cameras there to like stream and yeah. stuff but i do agree that obviously like even with some of my best friends just talking about music it just comes out so naturally um also it's it's a thing of there are other curators and creators that are doing it so much better than i ever will and not that it necessarily puts me off but i'm like yeah, they're, they're on NTS, so they're on, you know, Me for a reason, because they're, they're really good at what they do. And I'm good at the writing, so I better stick to the writing rather than to, like, venture out into other territories. And I think that, you know, that's partly it as well, which, yeah, I don't know what to think about it. It's just, I guess I've got my preferences. Um mm some of which people understand and don't understand.
1: You put out a video, speaking of sort of being on camera, there's a video on your Facebook page, which is really cool. Uh, it was sort of, um, uh, you had a, a couple of interviews with Melanie Charles as well, which is super cool. I, uh, I've been a fan of Home music for quite some time. Um, and, you've, uh, you've dug deep.
0: <laughs>
1: I've dug deep. I've dug deep. You had, oh, you had um, a you, really
0: cool... You, you, you watched that video. It's fucking... It's awful. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's that not was, awful that was, that, well it was just it an
0: inexperienced me trying to like do something cool and just coming off as a bit awkward i think to be honest i think the interviews on 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 that i think it was a one singular episode but both interviews were quite were pretty decent and both musicians thanked me after so i guess it wasn't that bad but yeah sorry carry on
1: no but that's the joy of it dude <laughs> Uh, that honestly I know you can't look at that as the negative that in terms of it's me being inexperienced doing it I mean you're doing it that's the whole point that's the joy of the yeah. entire gig and uh, you know it, why, why should anyone not do something that they want to do because they don't feel that they're you know uh, they've the appropriate experience you're not going to get it unless you do it do you know what I mean so you Goodness, yeah. it. and it was no it was- I really enjoyed
0: it no. So I was going to say, it's like, while I'm doing it, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm the shit I'm doing this. Yeah, this is good. But I think, <laughs> I I think it's like in retrospect, I feel like I've done something that sounds better than it actually is. I don't know. I I probably get that for other things as well. I'm sure that other people get it for, you know, for, yeah, for their things. But yeah, I don't know. It's kind of I I, enjoy, I I like doing new things. Like this is the first time I'm a guest on a podcast ever, and I'm enjoying a lot of it. Okay. but I guarantee you that when I listen to it back, I'm like, I'll be like, why did I say this? Why am I? Oh, you're breathing too heavily in the mic. Oh, it, it's, it's just I don't know. It's a natural response to to anything I do ex, except writing. I think I've with writing. I think I've come to the point where. Something that I've written like a month, two months, a year ago, I can look at it and and think, yeah, I wouldn't have changed a word of that. Mm, Whereas sorry. before, it, it was times when I would write something and I'd um, um I'd <laughs> I, I just see things that could could have been phrased a lot lot better. Right. But I guess that's you know part of the growth as as a writer as well. Um, but yeah. Um, and that's, I I guess that's also why writing is probably going to always be like the number one thing in a sense, just because I feel like I've mastered it and I feel a level of confidence when I release something and I I could like back it and say, yeah, this is a, a good piece of work. Um, so Yeah
1: it's all down to the voice is not you have to find your own groove you have to find your own the, the voice you're comfortable sort of speaking in whether it's writing whether it's radio presenting i think it's it comes down to you got to do it enough to know what you yeah. don't like what you do like and what you want it to be because what you want it to be and what it is is always very different so yeah uh, it takes a lot of time doesn't it
0: yeah i've i've, I've come to learn that yeah
1: yeah you had that uh, in that in that video there was a, a, an interesting assessment of um your um separating the kind of the artist from the art that mm. they make uh, and that's you know that was it's been something of a a popular discussion point over the last few years from uh, recent events um with certain uh musicians artists filmmakers etc cetera, etc cetera. uh yeah. yeah i thought your your yeah your your perspective was interesting um but i you know i guess sort of being able to separate the two was something in that video which was a couple of years ago now i think um that was something yeah. that didn't easily come for you is that right
0: i think <laughs> something still thinking I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm just i'm just thinking um it is
1: yeah it's one of those questions isn't it yeah
0: Separating. I don't even know what I think anymore about it, just because there's context in everything, basically. And I think I'm personally, and I guess I I only speak for myself. So, so personally, there's a level of context to like what someone does, and what that represents in terms of like his music. Like, For example, a silly example, but like um, Ariel Pink coming out as like a Trump supporter and a proud Trump supporter. Like for me, that automatically puts me off just because I'm like, well, he he basically likes someone who, you know, I mean, yeah, (laughs) he likes someone who has no morals and has no values basically and it, it I don't know, there's something about it that puts me off. And obviously, it's important for people to grow and to learn and to understand and to be more accepting and to be better people at the end of it. Um, and sometimes it's very difficult to make that distinction. And I'm pretty sure that I'm a hypocrite for listening to a piece of music that is very, very personal to me in a, in a way. But, that, you know, that the artist has you know, done something incredibly controversial or immoral. um, it's, It's 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 a difficult, I mean, it's a very difficult conversation to have because also like music is a very, very personal and intimate thing in many ways. So sometimes, as I said, like it's very difficult to just tear yourself apart from a piece of music or a piece of art in general that, you know, means so much to you. Um, like if if Tom York did something crazy stupid and something that I stand like 100% against I'd have a difficult, very difficult time of letting go of like his music just because of his and Radiohead's impact on me so yeah it's it's very difficult and yeah. I I try not to judge people it's very difficult not to judge people sometimes um you know, listening to people who've been accused of you know sexual assault or or anything else of that nature, for example, and still listening to their music, I'm like there's other people that you know deserve support and praise that you can be supporting rather than this you know piece of shit so yeah,
1: there was um <laughs> I had a interesting conversation with someone once, and uh I had coincidentally read about a very popular uh, artist and musician. I won't name them because it's not necessarily relevant. But I, um, I had read about them and thought, oh wow, they've done some really horrible things, you know, in their life. And I just from an actual conversation I ended up having with someone a few days later, I said, uh, you know, that artist's name came up, and I said, oh, they're prone, they, they seem quite a horrible uh person person said why and i said well they've done this 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 and this and you know uh, you know it's fairly despicable stuff and uh, the response always kind of uh really surprised me because uh, he kind of said so you've basically taken those three horrible things which are in fact horrible things and you've you've weighed them against all the good things that he's done in his life and you've now labeled him a bad person as a result. And I felt really kind of shamed. It was a really, but it was, a, it was a good learning thing, you know, in terms of like, that's a really interesting perspective. I think there's a difference between a person who is bad and a person who does bad things or has done a bad thing.
0: You 100%. know, and I,
1: yeah. I thought there was a real kind of, I was, yeah, I was shamed by it, but I was kind of thought, yeah, no, you're, you're right. I've, I've, you know, probably placed way too, too harsh a judgment, on on you know what what this person uh has done and i know nothing about the good do you know what i mean i've not i've done no weighing up of that at all i've just seen these these bad things um and just said oh they are a horrible and despicable person but yeah. perhaps slightly unjust in in kind of reaching that conclusion which i absolutely ex- uh, accept which is kind of interesting yeah. there's always the layers to the whole thing isn't there
0: yeah. And actually that's a very perfect way to put it there's a difference between like bad people and people who, you know, make mistakes or do occasionally bad things. It's, um, and obviously yeah. Yeah, that's dependent on every individual, like how they want to, I guess, divide that. Um, but there's always context and there's always, yeah
1: um i've 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 taken up a lot of your time I actually want to talk to you a loads more I'll massively i really appreciate your time i've i really enjoyed hanging out I really hope we'll kind of that you'll be up for sort of uh connecting again uh at some point fairly soon yeah that's cool with
0: you. um yeah um, maybe even even after lockdown you know if you're around that'll be that would be nice that would be brilliant. Yeah, I appreciate
1: that.
0: Yeah, and I, I really appreciate the opportunity to obviously have a, a radio show. That's quite cool. And because I've also I've never done these like I've never been a guest on a podcast before. So I appreciate <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate being invited and just talking about stuff.
1: Well, we'll have to, to do it again soon, and I hope that will be cool. Uh, we talked about uh, a closing song, which uh, I think I gave you very little notice of, and I apologize for that. But, uh, <laughs> but what, may I ask, uh, will you be picking for today?
0: Initially, it was is a very difficult choice and selection. Um, but ultimately, I ended up going with Radiohead's Nude off of um, wow. In Rainbows. That's a gorgeous record. Very beautiful. Beautiful.